Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome to you. It's great to have you with us this fine afternoon, and I'm celebrating life today. And the the beauty of God's world has just been taking my breath away the past few days. So fun to be here with you this afternoon and talk about secrets of a great book launch. So many of you either already have books that you've written and published or you've got one that is in the works or you're thinking about one or you're just getting ready to publish one. And our guest today, Erica Wiggenhorn, is going to help us discover the most important aspect of a successful launch, why the story behind your book is pure gold, how to differentiate between selling a book versus addressing a need, secrets to help you motivate your team, how to create a culture of community within your launch team, considerations in balancing the intensity of a launch while still living your life, simple techniques to build engagement and keep them engaged, how to prepare and build suspense, practical tips to prepare for your next launch, and also strategies to help you exit your launch gracefully and yet maintain future connection. Our guest today, Erica Wiggenhorn, is a Bible study author and speaker. Her passion is to see the truth of Scripture transform lives, allowing every woman to live with purpose, promise, and power. Her website is her name, Erica with a C, Wiggenhorn, W-I-G-G-E-N, and then Horn, H-O-R-N.com. Welcome to you, Erica. Thank you, Marnie. I'm so excited to be here and Excited to talk about launching a book. Good. So you've kind of uh, gotten this thing down to uh, uh, science here. <laughs> How did you do book launches? Uh, I've been involved in a couple more recently. So it's changed, it's changed a lot over the last, I'd say, 10 years has changed radically what we do for a book launch, and even in the past few years, uh, really has been refined and made to be uh, quite a powerful tool for for getting the book started out in the public light. So how did you ever get involved in book launches? Was it just for your own or did someone else yes, get you into it? Yes. So basically I'm going to tell you today everything I learned the hard way. <laughs> I, did, uh, <laughs> I did two launches um, in two consecutive years. And um, the first launch, I went into it, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing and walked away from that launch and went, okay, I really need to figure this out and um, really just kind of reflected and studied on um, what went well, what didn't go so well, and kind of took those reflections and then implemented some new strategies in my second launch, which I felt really, really good about. And so um, my heart really is just to help other authors. Um, You know, you get that first book out and it's like a dream come true, right? And then all of a sudden it's time to launch it and you're going, well, now what do I do? 
So really, this is um, just some super practical things that I learned, again, mostly the hard way, um, to just really help authors um, take that dream and share it with others now that it's actually a book. It's always such a shock to an author who envisions herself as a writer that part of what she has to do now is, is the marketing side. And um, this is such helpful information because I think it shocked all of us the first time we realized that we didn't just, didn't just have to write it. Sure. We had to public market it too. And so um, you have actually a most important aspect of a successful launch, which is such a great place to start. So if we didn't understand anything else, what is the most important thing to understand? So the most important thing to understand is that when you're thinking about your launch team, Marnie, the key word that you really need to think about is relationship. This is really about building relationships with your readers because the people that have committed to being on your launch team have given you probably the the most treasured possession that they have, and that is their time. Um, they're, they're willing to, help, to give you time to help promote your message and your book. And so you really want to um, build a relationship with them and let them know how truly grateful you are. And probably the best way that you can do that is to really let them into your life. So it's about them not just getting to know your book um, or your um, message, but really getting to know you as a person, as the as the author, as the message bearer of what um, you've been entrusted to write and share with others. So that's really the key is these people are folks that you really want to let them into your world and to get to know you because um, what you have to share is already resonating with them to some degree, and then you really want to make an effort to get to know them because they have graciously uh, offered to help you. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing how much we long to know the people behind the things that we love. So even like going to a restaurant, when the chef comes out and greets you personally, it changes your whole experience. The food is good Absolutely. and you're having a great time. But having a personal connection with the person behind it all or the owner, you know, um, those things really change our experience. And, and that's really what you're talking about here is don't just collect these people and shuffle them off to an assistant uh, to Correct. take care of be involved. You know, and all of this, you know, we have to go back and say, you know, you have so much time in a day, you have so much time in a week, in a month, in a year. Uh, so if you just have to say, what is it that you can do that's reasonable in that Absolutely. way? And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to do, you know, an hour one-on-one -on -one with each of them. It, it just maybe give some examples of how authors have helped to create that personal connection in the minutes they had. Um, that that is such a great question. So one of the things that I suggest is, um, and when I talk about a launch team, I want to, um, because some people may not have done this before, I want to make sure everybody understands what we're talking about when we say a launch team, because launch teams can look a little bit differently. So what some people will do is they'll actually put together um, like a letter, and it will um, 
give the receiver of that letter like five or six different ways that they can help promote their book. That is what I call an influencer list or an influencer team. A launch team is really a group of people. It's, um, it's going to be like a group on Facebook. Um, some people do it through email. Um, I love Facebook because I love to connect um, with my team like via Facebook Live and through videos. But it, this is going to be a group of people that you are touching base with um, regularly and you are allowing them more access into your world than just people that are on an influencer list. So the, they're who I call almost like your kitchen table friends um, for the period of time that you are uh, trying to launch your book. So some people call this group, they would call it a street team is another term that's been used for it. But when I'm talking about a launch team, that's what I'm talking about. So um, I put together a Facebook group of people that want to be on this launch team. And then I am um, making sure that the very first thing I do with this group is invite them to um, comment on a post and share um, their name, where they're from, anything about their life that they want to share, where, um, why they wanted to join the launch team, and um, and I make sure that I go back and I I comment back on every single person that comments on that first post and welcome them and try to build some sort of point of connection. Like, oh, I used to live in Michigan also. Um, where did you go to church? Or um, I was an elementary school teacher for years before I wrote my first book. Um, what's your favorite grade to teach? So you're trying to create some kind of point of connection with them beyond just your book. But that's a, that is a great way to, um, to build that relationship. Another um, really simple thing is um, invite them to share some things about their lives. So I might on a Friday, for instance, do a post with a fun like bitmoji and say, hey, it's Friday, you know, what, what are everybody's plans for the weekend? And let them share a little bit of their life with me and then I'll share a little a little bit of my life with them, what my family and I are going to do over the weekend. So it's just about building that relationship. And I think that when we're in, intentionally building relationship, the number one thing that we're communicating to them is that we care about them as people and we value their lives and their time. Yeah, so important. And it is, you know, the other thing I just was thinking too is that there are some people who are built to always have the last word. And so you don't have to feel like you always have to have the last word. If somebody's, you know, going on and on and on, and every time you respond, they respond like that, don't feel like you have to have the last word. Just go ahead and let it be what it is. Um, give it what you can, and then, and then don't feel bad about, about that. It's kind of interesting how, how we're all built differently that way. You know, you talk about right. story, too. And, you know, you've got your book. But then the back story, there's huge value in that, isn't there? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so one of the things that, you know, when our book comes out for the first time, we don't suddenly wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and, and think, you know, we're always just who we were. But there's something very um, mysterious and intriguing to other people um, once you have become an author. 
And so there, there's really this desire for them to really know you, feel like they have a little bit more of an inside scoop on your life, um, wanting to know, you know, what really motivated you to write this story, why is this message so important to you. They want to feel almost like if they were going to um, – if they were going to have coffee with a friend, like they could go and talk about you as the author of this launch team that they're on and almost talk about you like you're another one of their friends. Um, and so letting them know that backstory, um, one, it communicates trust because you're letting them know um, information that maybe you don't just put out there for everyone. So there's that element there too, and it communicates that you value them. Um, but it also gives them a feeling like they are somebody special because they have information that not everybody else has. And the second piece of that really is um, when they have decided to join your launch team because the message of your book really resonates with them, um, when you are giving them the full story behind that, you're giving them even more buy-in to what that message is. And they're going to feel compelled to take your message even further and share it with as many people as they can. Absolutely. And the whole, you know, the whole Bible is written in story, uh, most of it anyway, is written in story form because that is, that is a powerful way to communicate with people and bring us right into a relationship. You said, you know, they will feel like almost feel like your friends and that's how they should right. feel. <laughs> exactly. That's how, that's how we are. Right. Exactly. When I've had communication with someone online for a long time and then I meet, him in, meet her in person, um, I do feel like I know her. I, I do know her. I have known her. Right. Now I get to know her in another dimension, <laughs> face to face. Right. So, right. And that's how and that we understand this. Cool. We understand this as an as authors, right? Because when we sit down to write our book, we're usually trying to meet a need, right? We we are we have someone in our mind or someone that we have pictured or maybe even someone we know personally and we are writing to them. And I think it's so powerful um when you think about these launch teams to bring all of these people together that maybe have the same need, right? If if I was were if I were gonna write a book, for instance, for stepmothers, let's say, now I have this powerful community that I've put together that I'm investing in and we all kind of have the same need of trying to navigate life as a stepmother, for instance. Um, so I think there's tremendous um, power in networking people together and just communicating to them like, look, we all have the same need. We all need each other. Um, we all have the same mission to, to help other women or men um, navigate the same need. You're not alone. I'm not alone. You know, we're all in this together. And, um, you know, that's just such a beautiful picture of what the church is supposed to be anyway. Um, but I think that that's, that's really big, too, in just um, just bringing people together, saying, you know what, you're not alone. Um, and, you know what, let's, let's share what we're learning with, with other people and encourage them also. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break here and come back and talk about how to differentiate between selling a book 
and addressing a need, as well as secrets to help you motivate your team and how to create a culture of community within your launch team. We'll be right back. Women's ministry leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Hey, welcome back. It's Marnie. We are talking today with Erica Wiggenhorn of EricaWiggenhorn.com. We're talking about the secrets of a great book launch. Let's go ahead and dive into how to differentiate between selling a book and addressing a need. You know, right before our break, we were talking about that, you know, how you get this group together and they all have, you know, like-minded and they're all trying to meet a need. But there's something a little different about selling a book. Absolutely. And I think that um, this is a big mistake that you can make with your launch team because you're you're not trying to sell them a book. These people have already bought into your book. Um, they want a copy of it. Uh, so you're not trying to sell them a book. You're not trying to convince them that this is something that they should buy. You're not giving them a sales pitch. You are really giving them an insider look at the message of this book and the need that you are trying to meet in writing it. And you want to emphasize that, and you want to emphasize the fact that, look, I have this message, but I can't spread this message without you. I need you to help me spread this message. I need you to, um, you know, tell other people that there's this resource out there. And so if you're just trying to convince them to buy your book, they're going to be sitting on the other side of the screen kind of scratching their head going, well, I already have a copy of the book. That's why I signed up for the. That's why I signed up for this. I want more of the backstory. I want to know how I can help you with this message. I want to get to know you better. Um, so it's really important that you let um, those on your launch team know who you know who is your audience. You know that was a big question that that you got asked as an author over and over when you were trying to pitch your book, when you were trying to get that contract, um, who's your audience? Well, your launch team needs to understand who your audience is also. Um, and then they're going to instinctively think, oh, my goodness, like my friend, my friend Sheila um, would love this book. You know, you're, you are planting ideas in their mind to start thinking about who's going to benefit from the message of this book, who has the need that, um, that is in their world that you're trying to address, and then compel them to go and talk to that person about your book. Yeah. And I mean, you guys, if you think about the difference between selling books to maybe your launch team is 40 or 140, but uh, selling books to each of them individually versus help having them promote your book to their whole group of friends exactly. and family. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the exponential difference there. It's such a big difference. And I love how you said they'd be confused because they're like, hey, I already bought it. Right. I think I'm here. <laughs> right. I love it. That's great. So, actually, though, how do you how do you help how do you actually motivate them to spread the word to help you get it out? Well, here is um, something that I learned that I think is so 
important when you start thinking about your team. So what I sort of just assumed uh, with my first launch is that everybody um, has just automatically bought into my message and they just love my book and want to go out and tell everybody about it. But in actuality, the people that are on your launch team are all there for different reasons. And you have to understand the reasons why they have come to your launch team in order to motivate them. So I'm just going to um, quickly go through and feel free to interrupt me at any point, Marnie, if it um, if I'm not being clear, um, but I'm just going to go through five um, five different types of people that might be on your launch team and how you would motivate them. So the first um, people that I'm going to uh, reference are these the professional book launchers. Okay, these are people that sign up for book launches all the time. They might do. 10 different book launches a year, okay? Um, They hear about a launch and they sign up to get a free book. So for these guys, what's going to really motivate them is inside access. You want to be an author that connects with them on a deeper level than these eight other authors that they sign up to do the launch because you want them to walk away from your launch and say, you know what? There's something really special about this launch. I really felt like I really connected with her as a person. I really felt like she wanted to know me. I really felt like she wanted to serve me instead of just keep asking me to do all of this stuff for her. Um, So that's your first group. Your second group are what I call the hopeful writers. And these are people that join launches because they're hoping they're going to have a book out soon. They're trying to get ideas of how to run a launch. Um, They have a dream to write a book someday. Um, And what you can really do to bless and encourage these people is share their stuff. Um, If you know that they're a blogger and they hope to write a book one day, invite them to share a blog post within the group. Invite them to, um, you know, share their author page. Um, Acknowledge them as a writer and offer them encouragement. Um, And that's going to motivate them to to, um, want to share your book back. Um, The next ones are who I call the message bearers. And these guys celebrate impact. They have joined this launch because they love the message of your book. They believe in the message of your book, and they want to share that message with others. So one of the biggest ways that you can motivate them is by sharing personal stories. So if you get an email, for instance, from someone who just read the book and how uh, God used it to impact their life, um, without giving away the person's identity, um, share that in your launch team and say, you know what, I just received this email today, you guys, and it's from this woman, and um, this is how God really encouraged her as she studied this passage of Scripture on page 58 of the book, and I just wanted to... um, 
I just wanted to celebrate that with you guys. And you know what? She probably found out about this book because one of you on this team shared it with her um, or shared it on your Facebook, and she found it. And I just want to say thank you. And, um, you know, let's just celebrate what God is doing through this message to impact lives. So that's going to motivate them because they believe in the message. Um, Then you also have some people, they're just curious. They just stumbled across you they they found the invite on their social sites and they were like hey this looks interesting i'm going to sign up um they need connection cuz they are they're your fringe people so you want to really reach out to them um and try to build some sort of connection to kind of draw them in um in order to motivate them to to take the next step and and share the message and take it out there And then the very last group is your tribe. You're going to have people that sign up for your lunch because they're part of your tribe. They love you. Um, You could write a a book on um, decorative toilet paper, and they would sign up for it because they just think you're great. And you're not really going to have to motivate them a whole lot. But that's why that very first post of, hey, how to – how did you find out about this launch and why did you sign up is so important. You want to maybe even copy and paste all those comments and file them away and really begin to think about, okay, who is on my team and which of these categories do they fall into? And so how am I going to craft my messages in this team in order to really connect with them and motivate them and realize they're not all going to be motivated by the same thing. Some of them are there strictly because they wanted a free book and other people are there because they want to share the message of your book with as many people as they can because it's an important message to them. So you have to kind of figure out who is on your team and why. Yeah, that's so awesome, and I love that you separated them out like that for us so we could kind of get a feel for that going on. Now, you've got, you know, the communication between you and your launch team, and then there's also the communication between them and each other. How do you actually create a culture of community within that team? Um, So I, I just have to share this super quick story because it's just so awesome, and as an author, I hope that this inspires you because... Um, a lot of really cool things can happen within a launch team. But on my last launch team, we actually had somebody who was moving across country uh, to a place where she knew no one. And it just so happened that there was someone on the launch team that lived in the town to where she was going. It wasn't even a big city. It was a smaller town. But they connected in this launch team and have now become really good friends. So um, a big thing is, you know, where are you from, right? And so you're connecting people geographically. Um, How, why did you sign up? So you're connecting people either how they know you, um, whether you're in a writer's group together. Um, So now you're connecting hopeful writers together. You're connecting fellow bloggers together. Um, People that believe in your message. So um, I write Bible studies, for instance. So a lot of people on my team are women's ministry leaders. So if I can connect women's ministry leaders with other women's ministry leaders who can uh, share ideas or be prayer support for 
one another, um, fellow pastors' wives, things like that. Um, that's a way that I can um, create that culture of community. So you want to be able to allow them to share enough about themselves that you can begin to make some of those connections for them and say, oh, um, I don't know if you're aware, but um, Susie on the team, she's also a pastor's wife, and um, you know, it would be great for the two of you to connect. Maybe you could even um, share prayer requests as safe people, you know, um, and fellow pastor's wives. So that is important because you want to make them feel that not just that they're connected to you, but that this is a safe place, a safe community. One of the biggest ways that I've done that um, is there are times when people will pop onto the launch team and something really big has happened in their life. And it may be a big thing like a move. Um, it may be a horrible thing like a loss. And um, hopping on there and even just doing a Facebook Live and, and letting them know like the day before, like, man, it really seems like there's people have a lot of big things going on right now in their life. Tomorrow at 10 a.m., I'm going to hop on here. I'm going to do a Facebook Live, and I'm just going to pray over anybody in our group that needs prayer. So if you have a prayer request you want me to lift up, um, please, you know, just put it in the comment below, and I'll make sure and and pray over you tomorrow at, at 10 a.m., and um, it's amazing how just doing something so simple like that will bind people together. Because by and large, um, especially women, we love to help each other. And so when you create an environment where people can feel safe enough to kind of share what's going on in their life, um, it automatically creates community because other women just want to say, hey, I'm praying for you too, or I'm so sorry, or um, you know, I moved last year and I know it stinks, you know. Um, but again, it, it makes them feel like they're a part of something and it makes them feel like they're seen and heard and it goes back to that whole relationship thing. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. This is Marnie Fudder. We're visiting today with Erica Wiggenhorn on the subject of Secrets of a Great Book Launch. We're going to take a little break, come back and talk about considerations in balancing the intensity of a launch while still living your life, as well as simple techniques to build engagement and keep them engaged. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring nearly 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day, so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast, fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. We're having a great time this afternoon with our guest, Erica Wiggenhorn. Her website is her name, Erica with a C, Wiggenhorn, W-I-G-G-E-N-H-O-R-N.com. Erica, welcome back. We're going to talk next 
about how to balance. <laughs> you know, I I remember you, you know you you I compare releasing a book or writing a book with having a baby. You know, it's not it's not <laughs> as it's not as fun or as eternal or anything like that. But at the same time, it, the seasons are the same. You know, you, you have all this labor that or all this um all this uh, period of growth and you're you're getting it all written down and then finally you have labor and finally you have delivery this and and you think, Oh, I do the hard part then it's like, Oh my goodness, now I gotta take care of this baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's a it's a lot of fun, but it can be really intense, kind of similar to labor new baby. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the you know, one of the things that I say to people is never stop engaging. And then when I say that, I can see this like look on their face like, How do I do that and still live my life, right? And so um it's really important um it's really important to set boundaries up front and let your team kind of know what they can expect from you. And you you can do this in a in an incredibly gracious way. So for instance, um with with my latest launch, what I let my team know is I said, hey, guys, you know what? Every Thursday, um, I have a prayer partner, and she comes over to my house in the morning, and we pray together. And that is really my, um, that is really my day where I try to limit as much communication with, with the outside world as possible. So I stay off social media on Thursdays. Um, I pray turn off my cell phone for the morning. Um, that's really my day that I just um, try to be quiet and, and connect with God. And so if you post something in the team on Thursdays and you don't hear back from me, um, that's why. Um, and then I let them know uh, Sunday is my family day. We go to church together in the morning. We have lunch together as a family. Um, we we hang out as a family. So, again, if you post something in there on a Sunday, um, you probably won't hear back from me until Monday morning. Um, but I wanted to let you know why up front. So you kind of set those boundaries um up front and then the rest of the time you're really committed to engaging with them as much as possible so you're checking in with this team um you know literally in the morning at noon if and if possible and at night but you don't want to let a lot of time lapse in between checking in with them and realizing that this is a season of time this is going to be for you know four weeks or so and you've um, carved out time and space in your schedule to be committed to that ahead of time. Now, the other thing that's super important is that um, you always want to let your launch team know what's going on in your world first. And you are always wanting to remind them that they are the insiders. So when you post something in your launch team, you want to say something to the effect of, I haven't announced this publicly on my social media sites yet, but I wanted you guys to be the first to know blah, 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 blah. And you let them know what that is. So you don't want your launch team to be um, opening up your Facebook post and they realize you're on vacation in Hawaii with your family and you never told them that. They want You want them to feel like they know things that nobody else knows. Um, 
So don't post something, you know, on Instagram and then five hours later go back and tell your launch team about it. You always tell your launch team every single thing first. So whatever you're going to post on your social sites or on your blog or in your newsletter, you always let them know first. And you let them know that you're letting them know first. (laughs) That's so good, you know. I always think that we make a we make a huge mistake in uh, publicity and marketing and helping people find out what we're doing by waiting until it's over and then telling them because most people actually have this desire to know first. Like I want to be the first person you call when you find out if it's a boy or a girl, or I want to be the first person. You know, we have this right. desire to be on the inside of everybody else's life, and so yes. it's so true and. You know, what you find is when you have a big event coming up, either a book launch or a mission trip or whatever it is, uh, if you will just keep telling people ahead of time what's going on, what you're doing to prepare for, what the, where the stages are at right now, then when it happens, you know, they really they really own it. I mean, it's like they're on yep. the trip or whatever. Uh, it's sure. theirs. It's their baby. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's the whole thing yeah. hot off the press, right? They want to be the first ones to know whatever is hot off the press in your world. So, and they should be because, yeah. So, what are some techniques to help build engagement and keep them engaged? Um, One of the things that this is not going to be a shock to anybody when I say it, but one of the biggest things that um, people love are prizes. Prizes. Um, I would give away prizes for. you know, the first five people who would share it. Um, One of the things that I loved to do at the end of my launch was to do a big virtual book launch party. And when I did that, every hour I would give something away. And so these guys on my launch team, they would know ahead of time before the party uh, what the prizes were going to be, um, how how you could win them, um, all the inside information so that they could could have the inside scoop. So let me give you an example. Um, one of the things that um, I did is on during my uh, virtual book launch on the release day at the book launch party, I gave away a. Uh, a Pottery Barn gift card. Now, I don't care where you live or who you are. If you are a woman in America, there is something at Pottery Barn you love. And so in order to win the gift card, basically they had to share a fun um, snack or dessert or recipe um, that they could bring to a Bible study, or if you were going to host a Bible study in your home, what would be a fun recipe that you could make? And so my book launch team, they knew that I was going to ask this and I was going to give this gift card away before the party even started because they're my inside people, right? So they get the first scoop on everything. So they had lots of time to think about what they were going to do before the party even started. Um, so that that's just a simple way. And I did that with every single prize that I gave away. I let them know ahead of time. Um, so that is a big way to keep them engaged. Um, 
a super simple technique to keep them engaged is just respond back. When they make a comment about something, it doesn't you don't have to write them back a whole paragraph, but it can be something super simple like um I have felt that way too or that's that's so encouraging. Thank you or I hear you when you say that or thank you so much for sharing your story or just even, you know, hitting the love button on on Facebook. But if they take the time to engage with you, respond back. Even if it's just good word or thank you or I love that. Um but you need to you need to respond in some way back. And if all that you simply do is say thank you um, or just love the comment that they made or whatever. You're kind of ending the thread of communication, so to speak, but you're still acknowledging them. And so that's huge. If if they comment and you don't acknowledge them, if you don't respond back, chances are the next time you post something, they're not going to take the time to comment again. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, it's it's a conversation, so that just has to. <laughs> yes, it's social um, media, right? <laughs> so it's right. being social. You talk about the need to build suspense. How do you do that? Um, so I love to have fun, and I love to laugh, and so um, I loved to do a big release day. Um, virtual party at the end because it's almost like, you know, it's like the climax of of the whole launch. It's the climax of the story. And so over time, I would kind of let them know um, some more of the inside scoop. So maybe each week I would post one prize, like I mentioned, and how I was going to give it away. Um, anything... Um, that you can build suspense but not give it all away, give enough away that they know that they're an insider, um, but not give it all away. One of the things that's uh, super helpful is if you have um, like a friend or someone that uh, you can partner with who can you can kind of cross-promote. For example, um, I have a good friend, and she is an artist. And so she actually created a couple of art pieces that went specifically with my latest Bible study. And um, I would show pictures of part of the art piece, but not the whole thing, and try to just, you know, just kind of, um, tease them a little bit in a super fun way, right? Like somebody's going to win this beautiful art piece. I Wouldn't you love to see the whole thing? Um, you know, anybody who um, invites five friends to the launch party is going to earn a raffle ticket to be entered in to win this art piece. And so um, you just want to keep making it fun and you want to keep um, – keep building suspense to where they want to keep coming back. So when you post that, you'll say something to the effect of, um, I'm going to show you another picture of this art piece tomorrow, and maybe you'll be able to figure out what it is. Um, and so you're just you're constantly leaving those invites to come back and get more information that is intriguing to them. Or um, 
I just, hey, guys, I was out shopping today, and I just got another prize for the launch party, and I can't wait to show you what it is. Um, check back here tomorrow at 3, and um, I'm, I'm going to show you a picture of it. Um, just fun things like that. That's so cool, and I've never really thought about doing that. That is that is a really great idea to not just give it all up. <laughs> just, I just always, yeah. you know, you you went you went shopping, you got the prize, so you put it out there. This is what the prize is going to be. But you could, you know, you could add a little fun and a mystery to it. I like that. That's really a great idea. Are there any other things that you can give us as examples about about that building suspense? I, I love the I love the ones you've shared. Um. So some of the things that um, you can also do to build suspense are, you know, a lot of it has to do with prizes because everybody loves free stuff. And I and what I hear from authors is like, oh, my gosh, like, I, I don't even know, like, I can barely, you know, pay my bills as a struggling author. How am I supposed to give away a Pottery Barn gift card? So one of the things that I suggest is, for instance, um, when I know I have a book coming out, for my birthday, for Christmas, um, I tell all my friends and family, like, I just want gift cards to give away at my launch. Or um, mm-hmm. my super good friends, um, I will say, um, okay, you know my next Bible study is the Unexplainable Church. So if you're out shopping and you see something super cute mm-hmm. that falls in that theme, like, I would love that for my birthday to be able to give it away. Um, so prizes are a huge, huge way to build suspense. Another thing that you can do, and this is especially going to resonate like with your message bearers, for instance, is let's say you have a book coming out and you get an invite to be on somebody's um, radio show, right? Um, Or podcast or something like that. That is a super fun way to build suspense. You can, um, you know, go go into your team and say, hey, guys, I just got an invite, um, you know, to be on this person's radio show, and I'm so excited, and I can't wait to tell you who it is. Um, does anybody have any guesses? I'm going to give you one hint. Um, so you're just making it fun, um, but that's another great way to build suspense. Um Another simple thing that you can do is um, even building suspense for, like, where you're going to be. If you're going to do a book launch, um, a book signing or something like that, you can even build suspense that way. Like, I'm going to – I just scheduled um, my first book signing. I'm so excited. I'm going to give you five clues as to where it's going to be, and the first person um, who guesses it – Um, I'm going to send you um, a free book to give away to a friend. Um, So, I mean, you could, the possibilities, Marnie, are endless. It just takes some creative thinking. And if that's really not how you think as a a person, gather some friends together um, and and help them brainstorm some ideas of things you could do to, to just make your team fun. Don't just be like, okay, here's a meme today. Please share it. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You know, you want to make it fun. That's great. I can just about hear the wheels turning in your head. <laughs> so much fun to listen to your ideas, ideas, ideas. Well, you guys want to stay tuned with us for just a couple more minutes. We're going to take a break and come back and talk about practical tips to prepare for your next launch as well as strategies to help you exit your launch gracefully. 
yet maintain future connection. We'll be right back. There is a huge difference between working for God and allowing God to work through us. My latest book, Flow Through Vessel, explains how to master the habit of letting God flow through our lives. When we try to do everything good for God, we quickly fail. But when we learn how to allow God to flow His life and love through us, we find strength for the day. Check out this new Bible study resource at www.marnie.com. That's www.marnie.com. Welcome back. We're talking today with Erica Wiggenhorn about secrets of a great book launch. Erica, let's dive right in. You've got some tips for us how to prepare for your next launch. Yes. So one of the things you don't want to do is start thinking about your launch after you finished your book. Now, some people might already be in that situation, and that's okay. But if you're in the process of writing your book, be thinking about your launch as you're writing your book. Um, so, uh, for instance, if let's say you're a nonfiction writer. If you are a nonfiction writer, um, when you start thinking about maybe some of those uh, quotes or really profound statements that you make in your book um, that are going to be like your sidebars in your book, or um, I know a, a lot of times in a nonfiction book, for instance, um, at the right under, you know, chapter nine, um, they'll put a quote of someone. Um, you want to start pulling out some of those those quotes and some of those profound and compelling um, statements ahead of time and start thinking about them. Maybe start creating some memes that include some of those statements um, that you're going to be able to have ready to go for your launch team to share to promote your book. Um, if you are a fiction writer and, you know, your um, your protagonist is um, a pioneer woman or something like that, um, you know, go to a historical society near where you live or a museum Try to start gathering up some snapshots of either the time period and history. Um, you know, so much is available online, um, or or the actual place, the setting of your book. Um, start gathering a bunch of those resources ahead of time. Um, I mentioned some tips about um, how to you know collect prizes and giveaways um, ahead of time you want to start um, or thinking about who you can cross promote with whether it's an artist or um, you know maybe it's um, even a restaurant in your community or something like that depending on you know let's let's say you're writing a uh, a fiction book about uh, a girl who is a waitress and how she meets this person and falls in love, you know. So maybe you want to cross-promote with a, um, a a diner or a cafe in your community who can um, share your book and you're posting a lot about this particular cafe or whatever. Um, the opportunities are, are endless. Um, but you want to start thinking about some of these things while you're writing your book so that when the, the time to launch it is ready, um, you really have this whole toolkit of memes and prizes and venues and cross-promoters um, that, can, that can help you 
along the way. Um, one of the things that I did in my last launch, which was really fun, is um, I did a photo contest. So um, because my last launch was a Bible study, I had them take a picture of their favorite place um, and some of their favorite resources or tools to to complete a Bible study, to do to do Bible study. And, you know, the opportunities for that are endless. Um, but then I have now like a hundred photos of my book in it. So the only rule was that the the Bible study that we were all um, on the team for, that Bible study had to actually be in the photo and you had to be able to read the title. So now I had a, I now have 100 photos of my book um, in all these different creative props around it, and I can use those over and over um, on my own social sites. Um, so get creative. A photo contest is a great way to um, – to build up some some things. So if you you know if your book takes place at the beach, do a photo contest of beach photos. If your book is about um, you know raising teenagers, do you know awkward family teenage photos or you know I mean you could do so many things, but um, that is a great way to collect things for your for your launch. Oh, such great ideas. We're running close to the end of the hour here. We've got about five minutes to talk about some strategies to help you exit your launch gracefully and maintain future connection. Why don't you share your thoughts on that? So one of the things that I think, again, it's we're, we are, we're coming full circle now, right, Marnie? So we talked about at the very beginning how um, it's so much about relationship. These people have offered you their time. And so um, – you don't want to get to release day and it's like, okay, well, thanks, everybody. Peace out. Have a nice life. Um, you know, I'll, I'll see you if I happen to write another book someday. Um, you, you really need to find a way to maintain some level of connection with these people and not just make them feel like, okay, well, now that my book is out, I don't need you anymore. Thanks for your time. See you later. Um, and this can really be as um, as creative as you want to make it. Um, you know, this is Marty, and somehow we have lost Eric for just a moment here. Erica, we're not able to hear you. If you can hear me, uh, it's possible that you've muted your phone or had something else happen. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. Hopefully she'll be back with us. Are you ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others? Register for the SPY Coach Certification Program today. SPI or SPI stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and somehow we have lost our guest. <laughs> she was here faithfully with us all hour, and some kind of a, 
technical disruption occurred, and she's not back with us yet. There she comes. Here we go. I see you there. Hi there. Oh, welcome I back. I don't know what happened. My goodness. Things like that. Um, things like so that. T- but you know, you had me. You had me. Oh, my goodness. I was just waiting to hear what you were going to tell us. So continue. How do <laughs> well, we keep, how do we keep a, a graceful departure? That was a little abrupt there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Perfect illustration of what not to do. Um, so anyway, uh, you definitely want to, you know, invite them to stay connected with you via social media. Um, one of the things you can do is even maybe create a, uh, if you have a, a, like MailChimp or Constant Contact, like a, a newsletter or a blog, um, put these put these friends of yours, your launch team, into their own separate segment and just send something out to them once a month, just checking in and offering them kind of the latest news on your book. Um, if you're doing a... Uh, a book, you know, you could do a monthly recipe for them um, if that fits in with your book. Um, one of the things with my last um, book, I felt compelled to continue to go through the book with them via an online Bible study. So I set up a whole other group and I let that group know that, hey, this is a group I'm only checking in with you twice a week. It's not as um, it's not as intense as the launch time, but gosh, I would really like to stay connect with, connected with you and be able to go all the way through this study with you and not stop at week four. So if you're interested, please join this online Bible study. So that was a, a way to just kind of um, transfer the point of connection into another point of connection that um, – is one a lot more manageable because you can't be checking in with a team forever, morning, noon, and night. Um, But letting them know how much you valued them and that you want to stay connected to them is key. And if there's some way that you can frame it, that you're not just, hey, be my Facebook friend. Um, I know you were my super awesome insider for the last four weeks, but now I just want you to be one of my 1,500 friends. Um, you, you want to try to think of some kind of creative way to frame it that they they still feel a different point of connection to you, but something not as time-consuming and not as intense. Um, another really simple thing that I will do is I'll occasionally just jump back into that team and share something that somebody shared with me via email or if I got an invite to come speak somewhere about the Bible study that's super meaningful to me, I'll let them know first and just share with them how excited I am. And, um, you know, so again, thank you for putting the message out there about this book. I'm sure one of you are the reason why I got this speaking invite. Um, so you just want to make sure that you're not just literally cutting off at the end and saying, thanks so much. See you later. Um, But thinking of some way to continue that, that special connection. Oh, so great. And I love, I love how often you brought in to make sure that they know that they are valuable, that, that their part really did make a difference in the whole thing. Erica, this hour has flown by and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. And um, I, you know, I just hope authors are encouraged. And 
I really feel like as authors, one of the most profound things that we can do is not just share message, but share how much we value people. Um, and when we really think about it, um, our readers do make all the difference. I mean, if, if we might have the greatest message in the world, but if nobody reads our message um, or shares it with anybody else, then what's really the point of even having the book, right? So it's, yeah. it really is all about um, being like Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again for being here. It was wonderful to have you. And you guys want to take time and go over and visit her website, ericawigginhorn.com. That's E E E. I'm sorry, E R I C A, Wiggin W I G G E N Horn H O R N dot com. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope to see you next time on Marie's Friends. Bye bye.